Do we do mirror image? What was I doing? I think we should mirror her. Sexual. I like women and men. Flip it round, you mean? No, no, we mirror okay, her. Okay, okay, good, good. My favourite thing is the hips thing. It feels like everyone on TikTok can do those hips. I'm bisexual. <laughs> I like women and men. Smack! So she goes, duh. She like, uh. she like circles her mm. ass, then smacks mm. it. Oh, I feel like I need to write down, write it down. What well, move? Because that's the kind of learner I am. Elbow, straight arm, then way. Okay. Elbow, straight. Woo! Donk. God. It's not easy, is it? <laughs> Exhausting. Should we do it from the top? Hello again. It's us. Elle Potter, as I live and breathe. Mary Higgins, <laughs> fancy seeing you here. <laughs> We're back for more Life of Bi. And so are you, apparently. We're halfway through our slippery history of bisexuality. And we have catapulted into the modern age. The postmodern, post-industrialist, post-capitalist age. Post-capitalist, eh? Fingers crossed. Last time on Life of Bi, Christian told us that the internet is the place to be. And we were like, wow. What's the internet? We're on it now, Mary. Oh. This is it. We're in the big smoke. It looks like your bedroom. Shh. Anyway, <laughs> we took Christian's advice and we hopped online to find out what all the bi kids are up to these days. Um, we don't know very much about TikTok, Daz. At all. I looked at it just now. The first person we talked to was Daz, a.k.a. at Daz Elborn. And she's a bisexual TikToker. Yeah, Mary had never been on it before. I've been really? doing the TikTok side of research. Yeah. And I'm, I've seen TikTok videos when they come on Instagram. Yeah, that's how we get the content. Yeah. But I was looking at yours now and I feel very, very old. <laughs> Even though I'm 25. How old are you? I'm 19. Well, right. That's a go. crucial six years. It is crucial, isn't it? Daz has gotten like a million likes on one of her TikToks. Imagine that, a million. That's a ridiculous amount of people to have seen something. <laughs> We've been doing shows for four years and we're nowhere near. We're wasted on the stage. <laughs> Daz did us the favour of explaining the basics. I'm on a side of TikTok called the alt TikTok, which is like obviously my For You page is designed to show me videos that I like and I identify with. Um, so that will be like cats and dogs and then gay people. Cats, dogs, gays, the holy trinity. <laughs> Delivering us all to buy enlightenment. For me, it seems to be a very queer app. It actually, it kind of helped me realise my sexuality in the first place like seeing all these creators that were so open about it and like also kind of describing how they realize and describing their own experiences and I'd be like I identify with that because I'd never really thought about it before I'd always just been like you know I'm straight like default setting now Daz is 19 at which age I thought I was straight and for most of the year a virgin I definitely wasn't a virgin. Yeah. Mm. But I was having fervent sex dreams about female friends, which both confused and concerned me. Me? I didn't know you then. 
<laughs> it's not all about you, Mary. <laughs> anyway, so we were we were pretty amazed by Dan's because she's completely fluent in the language of queerness and fluidity and gender. And a lot of her knowledge seemed to come from TikTok. Yeah, she seemed to know herself. Well, like not know herself, but she seemed to know that she doesn't know herself, which is more than could be said for most 19-year-olds. And we were like, is TikTok creating a generation of sexually enlightened teenagers? Mm. We promptly fell down a TikTok rabbit hole. I mean, TikTok is like, I find it as a place to like express myself and as like a safe place because there's a lot of like the queer community on there and you can meet a lot of new people there. Connie is 17, known as at Father Chon, the O is a zero, and they're well known for a series of videos in which they attempt to come out to their parents. Through the medium of song and dance. <laughs> Do your parents know that you're on TikTok and you have a huge following on there? Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, it's wild to me. You literally have millions of views and likes and they have no idea. (laughs) In their most popular vids, Connie sets up a camera in their parents' bedroom while their parents are still in bed and blasts out a bisexual pop anthem trending on TikTok. Yeah, they start dancing and then their parents start dancing too, really getting into the music. It's actually very sweet, But the best part is, they don't get it. Connie's parents never actually clock that Connie is coming out. (laughs) Despite the lyrics being very literally like, I like girls, I like guys. Not forgetting. (laughs) I like to eat pussy, then I like to ride. (laughs) We asked Connie if they ever worried their parents might discover their TikTok. Yeah, all the time. Wow. I think they would be very shocked. I grew up in a very Christian, Korean um, like household and we'd go to church every Sunday and they teach us homosexuality is a sin. So I think for me, like I thought I feel like it's a safe place for me because like The people don't know me and they get to know me through my content and stuff, so... Connie's videos regularly get millions of likes. They have 7.1 million in total. And people don't just like their videos. They claim to be changed by them. I do see comments where they're like, "Uh, you inspired me to do the same and come out, which I feel, like, really happy about. And um, I just want to, like, put forth, like, a good message and um, um, try to relate to other people. The closets are empty on TikTok. Everybody's cleared out. Yep, if you spend just 10 minutes on the app, you start to think that bisexuality was invented on it. We asked Connie if they think bisexuality is modern. I feel like since like 2020 and um, I feel like everyone's a little bit more open to their sexuality. So I think a little bit more people are like beginning to question it and be like, oh, maybe I'll be into that or... I could be into the same um, gender. Um, I guess it's modern in a way. Actually, none of the TikTokers we interviewed felt they had any strong bisexual icons before they were on TikTok. Um, I haven't really looked into the history that much, but I I know some queer history, but not specifically like bisexual history. Like, you know, there are rumours about like, oh, like maybe Eleanor Roosevelt was bi, but like nobody knows that for sure. That was Jess. Jess is in her 20s, a wee bit older than the other TikTokers we interviewed. I I had been making fun of the app because my cousin was 15 at the time and she was always on it. And I was like, this (laughs) app is for children. And then I downloaded it just to see and I was like obsessed with it and started just making content myself, not thinking that anybody would ever see it. We'll come back to Jess in a minute. But what's sort of amazing about this is that all these TikTokers 
their popularity is actually centred on their bisexuality. Like that is pretty mad when you consider that it was only about 40 years ago that bisexuals were being considered vampiric AIDS super spreaders. Yeah, in fact, bisexuality is so popular on TikTok that people are even saying it's just a trend. Like these creators all have hashtag bi in their bios. It's become a bandwagon that you actually want to jump onto. Yeehaw! My mum initially was like, I think you just think this because it's what everyone thinks, like, because it's it's trendy at the moment. And, like, obviously at, for a bit that was, like, upsetting, but then I kind of understood it and I was like, so what if if it does turn out to be that? Like, it's not for me and I know that that's that's my truth. Like, I know that I am bisexual. It's not just a matter of fitting in for me. It's... But, like, so what if someone else thinks that? Even if it's my mum, like, she'll understand it eventually. And um, even if I did come out later on as straight all over again, um, at least I would have, like, thought about it and accepted that I'm okay with whoever whoever I love, you know? We asked Daz why she thinks her mum reacted like that. I think she just didn't really realise that it can actually be very heavy to come out to people and family especially because it can end up being really messy and really heartbreaking so I was kind of like I don't know why I would risk that for a trend I don't know why I'd risk putting a wedge between me and you for a trend but um I understood where she was coming from completely and she like gets it now a lot more (laughs) this use of the word trend is really fascinating yeah because on the one hand it's really exciting because like heterosexuality is the longest lasting fashion trend in history. And now it looks like that trend could be coming to an end. And all the straight people are freaking out because it seems like their days of het supremacy are numbered. But on the other hand... It's sort of like a backhanded stink because if you're following a trend, that suggests that you're not really bisexual. What do you think of those trends where people will sort of do that? um, I'm going to have to sing it. I'm bisexual. <laughs> I like girls and guys, whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm bisexual. I like women and men. Stop telling me to pick just one of them. I'm attracted to both masculine and feminine. What's happening? What do you think of that kind of trend? Does it does it make you like happy that people can do that or kind of weird that they're broadcasting it or i it makes me quite happy because also also like very recently there's been an influx of like pretty big creators that are suddenly you know using the song sweater weather um to be like so just thought i'd let y'all know it's a song by the neighborhood and it's kind of like the bisexual anthem i don't <laughs> this is what we hoped we would this is the sort of information we hope to do <laughs> It's weird because it's not even about being bisexual, but everyone has just kind of made it like, this is what this means. Um, if you listen to it, that you're bisexual. Um, <laughs> This was news to us. We'd never heard of the song before, let alone a bisexual music scene. Yeah, and we weren't sure what it is about indie rock that's bi. I'm actually still not sure. It's got that sound of, like, the Tumblr kids of our generation. Yeah, well, I never had Tumblr. 
Well, when you clicked on someone's Tumblr page, it would have like a song that played and they were all sad in New yeah. York. Oh, right, I see. And their bio would be like a Sylvia Plath quote. Well, it would be, it would just be photos. So it would be like a black and white photo of a Sylvia Plath quote, but written on a typewriter. You had Tumblr then? Yes, but it was, it was a private matter. Oh, I must have been too happy. <laughs> Brutal but true. <laughs> Here's Heather by Conan Gray. Why would you ever kiss me? I'm not even half as pretty. You gave her your sweater. It's just polyester, but you like her better. Wish I were Heather. Why would you never <laughs> kiss me? I'm not even um. half. Okay. You gave me <laughs> okay, I see what you mean. It's just I see what you mean. I see what you mean. That was Heather by Conan Gray. I fucking love that song. song it by. really it gets me. <laughs> I can tell. I'm just a bit confused now though because uh, it doesn't seem to be much of a difference between teenage angst and bisexuality. Yes, and there are also a lot of references to sweaters. Yeah, what's that about? What's the problem? Turn up the heating. <laughs> also, there's nothing explicitly bisexual about these songs apart from Girl in Red. Yes. Daz said that asking someone, do you listen to Girl in Red, is like a queer coding signal for women on TikTok. Although Girl in Red songs themselves aren't that coded. E.g. this song is called I Wanna Be Your Girlfriend. I like that one, actually. Uh, they're all fantastic songs. Yeah, I mean, they're a bit fucking sad, though. I just had no idea that bisexuals were so gloomy about their predicament. I did. So I just opened my phone one day and had loads, because I don't get notifications from TikTok, and I just had loads of notifications. And I was like, oh my God. Like I, My first gut reaction was like, I must have done something wrong. In June of last year, Jess posted a TikTok that sent her so viral it nearly gave her a fright. Ah! Oh, God! <laughs> Here she is explaining the video. Yeah, so it's actually, it's not my sound because classic TikTok, you know, people just using other people's sounds. But um, it's essentially saying that, like, you know, essentially straight women are like, I'm attracted to men. I think girls are pretty, though. Lesbian women are like, I'm attracted to women. Guys are chill, though. And then as a bisexual woman, like, my experience is that, um... Oh my god, women are so goddamn beautiful. Every single woman on this planet could stomp on my neck and I would thank them and bake them cookies. At the end, the person asking the questions is like... You're attracted to men, though, too, right? And then it's like gagging sounds, which I'll spare people from, (laughs) because gagging sounds are horrible. But we won't. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty soon, Jess's phone started vibrating like a Satisfier Pro 2. At first, I was like, this is so cool. Like, what does this mean? Like, am I, like, do people, like, know who I am now? Like, it's weird. But then with how many people were, you know, commenting that that was their experience and that it was helpful to, like, see somebody else with that experience, I decided to keep it and keep posting content about my experience because it seemed to be at least helping some people. And I figured it, even if it helped one person, that was you know, worth it. 
And this is something that kept coming up. All of the people we interviewed said that they made bisexual content for the sake of other people. I just want to like put forth like a good message. I also make videos about like my sexuality um, and just kind of expressing like my confidence and my comfortableness in my sexuality to try and encourage other people that it's okay um, for them to also feel comfortable in their sexuality too, I guess. Which is cute. You know, it's a really cute reason to do things, but I just don't buy it. Yeah, because how much can these videos that are made up of bisexual caricatures actually be helping people? Well, they do is the thing. They, you know, they, we're being told they do. Yeah, I mean, there are people commenting on them saying these videos are helping them. So why don't I believe them? Because you're a bitch. It's the only answer. <laughs> no, I just think that anyone who's been, been on social media for a long time does start to be suspicious of people's reasons for sharing content. Yeah. And you were definitely suspicious of Jess. Um, I'm gonna, uh, sorry, I know I'm slightly obsessed with this, but I want to like... <laughs> Nervous laughter. Work out a bit more where this, um, where the man-hating aspect of bisexuality comes in. And if you feel, does it feel made up of fear for you? And Jess gave a really relatable answer. Not... Personally, um, I don't know. I think that I've just met so many, like, not-so-great men in my life. But then Mary asked again. Do you think, do you think the fact that you've still had more long-term relationships with men is just about the way the world is? Or do you think there's something about a relationship, a long-term relationship with men, which works better for you? Do you see what I mean? And I'm sitting there like, Mary, where is this going? I'm sorry. I'm basically, I'm needling at something because I needle at it in myself. And I think lots of what bisexuals do, which is like the, um, the self-justification of feeling like you need to justify to yourself your sexuality all the time. Mm-hmm. And like doing the maths and sort of like... Uh, sometimes feeling like I guess that the queer aspect of you is getting like less airtime. I mean, it's obviously it's queer to still be in a relationship with a man if you're bisexual. <laughs> They're all queer. Yeah. But, uh, oh my god, I'm all over the place. What am I saying? No, honestly, I thought you were going to accuse her of not being bisexual. No. Oh my god, no. It's how it sounded. No, 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 no. No, I actually didn't doubt that for a second. Like I. I was just trying to ask without being biphobic about it. And I know it sounded like that. But I just wanted to know how she could say she hates men when she's had multiple long-term relationships with men. Like, are you being sincere when you say you hate them? Or is man-hating a way to seem more queer? It took me 24 years of my life to realise that being bisexual for women is mostly just hatefully enjoying the presence of some men and then like being really terrified of women. That's what it is. If you're a woman and you're bi, that is, that's the experience. This is Samantha. We love her. She has very strong opinions. You still hate men, but you're like, I guess, I guess you can put your penis inside me. I guess you're like objectively attractive. And then you look at women, you're like, I, I, you're an angel. I need you with every fiber of my being. You're perfect. Sit on my face. Just choke me. You got another one in yet? Like, that's the experience. And 
It's just this just disgusting. And I live every day embroiled in sin and shame. <laughs> sin and shame, Al. <laughs> sin and shame. <laughs> Lord, forgive us. We'll come back to Samantha next episode. Yeah, but this is just getting so weird now because the way that these TikTokers are talking about their bisexuality is like Jekyll and Hyde. Mm. Like the queer side is good and their het side is evil and, and ratty. And repulsive. Like... It's like the man-hating lesbian of the 70s and 80s is gone and the man-hating bisexual of the noughties and 20s has replaced her. Mm. There's not very much pride about the place, is there? We asked Jess if she felt pressure to perform this version of bisexuality to keep her followers happy. I think I did for a while because after that video blew up, my only videos that would do well were ones where I was talking about how I find women way more attractive than men. I mean, I do, though, at the same time, feel like I am stuck in, like, having to make content about being bi. Like, I don't consciously think, like, oh, I need to justify my relationship with my boyfriend when I'm, you know, identify as bisexual. But I I probably am doing that, right? Like, I, I think that we, you know, just want to, as, like, humans fit into, like, our communities and like be accepted by our communities and when you're bisexual you know I think that you're not a you're not as accepted by the LGBT community if you're dating a man but you're not as accepted by you know the straight community if you're dating a woman and so you're just constantly treading this line of not really being accepted anywhere as long as TikTok's around and as long as I decide to keep making content on there that is kind of my equivalent of like wearing my sexuality on my shirt (laughs) So I think at this point, it's safe to say that we felt like we'd pretty much sussed bisexual TikTok. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. We sort of thought, you know, we see what you're doing. It's nice. It's cute. It's not that radical. But, yeah, whatever. Mm. It's young. The subtext being, we're beyond that. We're above that. But then we had this moment with Daz. She asked us a question. Just like as as a kind of like, I guess, a gaby as, as some people would call it, um, like, because I haven't, I've been, I've been in one, like, hetero relationship since I came out as bi, and, like, I kind of, it made me question myself a lot, um, like, in terms of my own sexuality, and I felt very fake, um, in a way, like, how do you, how do you guys avoid that, like, avoid feeling, Impost like imposters, you know. Tumbleweed. <laughs> oh, it was so sweet of her to ask us, though. Like she thought we were wiser. Mm. We thought we were wiser. Yes, we did, but we didn't actually have an answer for her because we do mm. feel like imposters. We certainly have felt like imposters. Well, I still do. Well, I guess if we'd never felt like imposters, we probably would never have made this podcast. But we didn't admit that, did we? Oh no, no, oh, no. Instead, we said, "I was." Well, I think one of the things is. I'm a queer performer. So, mm-hmm. like, our work together is very queer. Yeah. And my relationship with Elle and everything we do together is queer. So there's no sort of getting away from that for me. Mm-hmm. So even if I feel like this, this relation, this, like, romance side of my life has come to look quite straight, whether or not it is... Um, 
I also know that on surface level, oh, I mean, it's not particularly reassuring what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like, people still perceive you as what they, they have to because like mm-hmm. it's in a Guardian article. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm like, well, fuck you. Yeah. Like I, I, but that's the problem, isn't it? But it's not, that's not a good that's way of saying That's still the performance it. thing that we have been yeah. talking about. Reader, we refer to her to a Guardian article. Insufferable. Oh, awful. And actually quite depressing. Yeah. Like, should you need to refer someone to a national newspaper in order to prove something about yourself? No. No. After Daz left the Zoom, we kept recording because she'd left us both in a stooshie. And this is what the, this podcast is. Yeah. It's a performance of our bisexuality. Of our bisexuality. And also if you look at our if you look at our shows together, there's the show which was all about showing that we were queer. Yeah. Women. <laughs> Early rehearsals consisted of late night chat because we really didn't know each other. <laughs> no, we didn't we didn't, but then um, but but then we, we really did. Um, because uh, then we started sleeping with each other and um, I was like Oh my god, are we in love? Uh, but then uh, I was scared of being gay, so we broke up. <laughs> but crucially for this story, we had already paid for the Edinburgh venue. It was all about like lesbian, the lesbian side of bisexuality. <laughs> yes. Well, because at the lesbian. beginning of that, you thought you were a lesbian. When you started making hotter, you, you thought you were a lesbian. Yeah. So, when did that change? <laughs> I don't know. Next time on Life of Bi. This idea and this image of what is stereotypically sexually attractive for Asian women is not something I asked for, but it's something that was put onto me. I wish it didn't, but like I don't have a roadmap for what like my interactions with women might look like if no one's watching. I'm not saying I have a sexual attraction to octopuses, okay? I'm just saying that, like, there's something there and we could all learn a thing or two. And that I don't mind being naked with one. I just want to say... And it ain't over till the bisexual speech. I'm a sexual. Uh, I like women and men. Slap. Just one of them. I'm a tragedy of both masculine and feminine. What's happening? That's fun. I like the end bit. I feel like that should be more of it. I like this bit, whatever this bit is. It's like a dong dong. Should we try, should we film ourselves and see what we look like? Yeah.